Like, yeah, if you're 17, 18, that minimum wage, 15 bucks an hour, sounds fucking sweet. Da -da -da. Red, I want red. Red tent. Jesus. Rent. Uh, it came out in 2005, so it's oh, just over 10 years, 12 mm. years. Great movie. No, I, I no here. Okay, it's a good movie. I like the movie. I've only watched it once, and I don't remember anything about it except that the guy from Law and Order. Yeah, it. he's the best part. Um, no, it's a great movie, except. Once you get older, like when you're in high school, like the first time I watched it, I was in high school. I was like, okay, this is a good movie, blah, 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 blah. Hits you in the feels and stuff. And then he's like, does? Well, there's some pretty emotional stuff in it. That was pretty emotionless in high school. Yeah. Um, <laughs> My girlfriend said I had the emotion of a cat. <laughs> <laughs> um, so did she really? <laughs> yes. Yes. That was literal. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, but then as you become older and you rewatch the movie, you're like, this is just a movie about about a bunch of like assholey whiny kids that don't want to pay rent because <laughs> they don't think they should have to because they're artists. And I'm just like, you idiots. Is that really the premise? No, okay, because the premise is that there's a building, a, a block, of, a block of buildings in New York that are owned by this guy Tay Diggs, his character. And everybody who everybody who happens to live in that area are, used to be friends with Tay Diggs' character, but he's kind of rich. And what he wants... So he forgot them? Yeah. Oh, he's bitch. one of the... Yeah, it's one of those, like, you left us and became rich, so we hate you now <laughs> because you're not a starving artist who can't even afford to get food. Um, so what he wants to do is just... His company wants to just tear down the, the, the buildings there because they're all dilapidated and make a recording studio and condos and stuff. And of course, the hippy dippy, like artsy fartsy people are like, we have no place to live then. And he's like, I don't give a shit. That's your problem. You guys haven't paid rent in two years. Two years. I think it's two years or at least a year. Because there's a song right at the beginning t talking about like, we're not paying last year's rent or this year's rent or next year's rent. I'm like, well, then get the fuck out. <laughs> yeah, like, what? <laughs> What a terrible justification for yeah. what you're doing. Just because they're a bunch of whiny artists that are just like, I don't want to pay rent. So I have a right gonna... to live here. No. No, you, no, you don't. don't. Yeah. <laughs> and so they're all like living in New York style flats that are huge and would cost probably even back in the Big 80s. Big loft when it was apartments based. where the toilet's right next to the kitchen for it, some reason. Yeah. Everything's wide open. Everything has those big metal sliding doors and yeah. stuff like that. Um, and also everybody has AIDS in it too. <laughs> and so there's like, there is the whole AIDS side story that that's one thing, like how, cause back in the eighties, it was really like, is that AIDS. when the musical takes place? Yeah. And, yeah. See, I'm just so not up on this. <laughs> no. And, uh, like the AIDS stuff. Okay. That's different. But the whole rent stuff, it just frustrates me now because I'm like, <laughs> well, if you guys can't afford to pay rent, why don't you stop trying to be some sissy artist and actually get a real job? That's like the people that whine in San Francisco about the gentrification created by the tech companies. Like, mm -hmm. well, that's that's just an unfortunate reality of demand marketing. There's they need a lot of smart people, so the smart people come in, get better paying jobs, rent goes up. It's it's natural inflation. 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 <laughs> no, no, it's inflation. Inflation when the price of stuff goes up. Well, because I, I heard about that in New York too that they're going through that right now, and like people in that area want like the city to do something about it and not let it happen and people are just like i'm sorry but we can't control 
Like, it's already hard enough to build in New York or like, because I even watched a show recently where I was talking about people renovating and making their houses really cool. And the guy happened to live in New York and he's like, it took us four years just to figure out the paperwork in order for me to just renovate this house that's been here for yeah, 200 years. Yeah, because if you have any historical elements of your property, it falls under a whole myriad of laws that is just ridiculous. Well, and they spent tons of money just getting the paperwork in order. Yeah. Like, it, it's ridiculous. Well, government. Um, so, it just... You know what? It, and I know I, it, maybe it's because I've never been in this situation before, but if you can't afford to pay rent of where you're living, move. Yeah, it's... I, I don't know. It's like... I find it hard to sympathize because it's, it's kind of like... Like I said, it's the demand marketing thing. If you're going to... If you can't afford it because you're not in the skilled workforce, either acquire the skills to get a better paying job so you can afford it, or move to a place where not Your skills are all suited. the rich people also want to yeah, live. Yeah, and, and... Should and, I be able to just move to Beverly Hills because, well, the rent's too high, but I should be able to live here. I like palm trees. Yeah, it'd be like the other way around, basically. Like, yeah, imagine if somebody who is on welfare moved to Beverly Hills and says, no, I have a right I should to be, live here. I should be able to afford this place. So well. you should knock this down by 90% so I can afford to live here. No, you get a job good enough so you can afford to live in this place. Yeah. Ugh. But then, that, well, that could be a well. No, okay. this really does segue right into our. Topic. Should we just should we just go or? Oh, well, by the way, welcome to Brain Sandwich. Oh yeah, I'm I'm Justin. I'm Tommy. I was about to say I'm Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> the podcast where we like to throw knowledge at you in our own little twisty way, and hopefully you gain something from this and have a good chuckle while while learning. And if not, too fucking bad. Yeah, too fucking bad. You're gonna pay rent. <laughs> No, I like the movie. The, the the I've never seen the play on Broadway, but or in on stage, but uh, or the yeah the performance. But music is great. I love the music. Well, only like three or four signs, signs songs. Minutes. Yeah, um, it's definitely a movie. I don't think they'd be able to make nowadays, <laughs> based on just the topic, the like the AIDS and gay and like it's it's very like. Well, actually, no, maybe they could make it. I mean, I, I feel like it would thrive in liberal culture. Like the rent, the whole rent topic, it's kind of, it's more fitting now than it ever was. <laughs> so probably, never mind. They probably would make that Justin, movie nowadays. let's remake rent. Yeah, in, in our own way from our perspective. Let's put a really weird spin on it. <laughs> so like there's a bunch of poor people in, in this building that refuse, refuse to pay rent. So we're just like, well, then get the fuck out. And we kick them out and then bulldoze it. And In a world where poor people can't afford their rent, they were kicked out. Yeah. The end. The end. <laughs> it's a 10-minute story. We'll they, make a short story. They, they start to sing a song and we cut them off. We wait until they're singing and dancing out onto the street and then bulldoze them. No, out. in the middle of the song, we just throw the eviction notice at them. <laughs> cut to scene or well that was another thing too in the in the opening song when they're singing about like not paying rent and stuff like that they're literally just they're ripping up their like rent documentation oh, and just geez. throwing it outside setting things on typical liberal fashion <laughs> setting garbage cans on fire <laughs> and being like no <laughs> it's gonna be our way you have to do what we want to do the only thing that bugs and people don't seem to realize this or equate it but that is tantamount to stealing when you're yeah. taking up a service and not paying they're, for it they were just all squat it is the it is no different than stealing you're taking up somebody else's service their property it'd be, it'd be like if it's, you were at home and you saw somebody walk down your driveway just get in your car and try to drive it away yeah 
<laughs> it's not yours. Well, I'm too poor to afford my own. Yeah, so you're going to have to just give me mine. <laughs> do you think... <laughs> Do you think we would ever live in a society where that would be okay? Where they would end up forcing that upon people? I mean, communism has already existed in many countries. Yeah. Where you literally... I mean, it's not... It's a little more nuanced than that, but essentially people just take everything you earn and give it to somebody else. I'm not saying in North America it's getting that way, but like we saw how things went down with Russia. <laughs> how, how did somebody think that was a good... Well, I guess it was... I mean, in theory, it... Yeah a for the people system like it's it's a it's kind of like that whole the road to hell is paved with good intentions like communism is a well-intentioned thing but i don't think it works as well in western society because of the whole kind of thriving competitive mentality well and, and like it's like how we've talked about it before on the podcast like when i at least when i was younger i know you probably weren't but when i was like high school age I was like the Liberal Party seems pretty sweet if you're a teenager or just about to go to college because they want everything to be handed to them. Like and and back then I didn't know a ton about politics anyways. So I was literally just scratching the surface in regards to political parties. And back then also I was very like anti-military and stuff like that just because it wasn't every kid yeah well and that's because it was that was mainly because the area that we grew up in we have a huge military population where we live and unfortunately the majority of people that i ran into that were in the military at that time were assholes <laughs> and the, but then one of my closest friends is now in the military and i have a friend well, we, our friend, uh, her dad is in the military. She's very staunch. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Um, hey, so, how are you? Yeah. <laughs> so we would always get her going, which was fun. But um, so, but now that I've gotten older and like really looked at the liberal, I'm like, this, this just benefits a, a very small group of people. And not the middle class that they purport no. to benefit. No, they don't help the middle class at all. They screw over the middle class the most because they just want to give everything to everybody else. And I'm like, well, fuck that. You know what the worst part is, is like the focal, like, I feel like the poor people are always left in the dust with any political ideology yeah. nowadays. Well, and, and also, like, as I've gotten older and I've I've kind of started to pay attention to how life was when I was younger... Because we were very low middle class. Mm -hmm. And between middle class and lower middle class, that's where the liberals really get you. Because, yeah, if you're dirt poor, like you don't have a job, you can't do this, you can't do that, you can't... Yeah, the liberals are great for you because they're just giving you money left, right, and center. But for the average person, the liberals are horrible. Blinking fits. Uh-oh. <laughs> just keep your eyes closed. I had one of these earlier today. and It took me like 20 <laughs> minutes to recover. Are your eyes just really itchy? I think it's the lack of sleep. Oh, yeah. He's been... Uh, how, how many hours have you had to sleep this week? Uh, nine over three days. <laughs> so that's spread out over three hours a day. That's good. I mean, that's that's pretty average. Batman does three hours a day. I, I'm Batman. I'm Batman. <laughs> Swear to my sleep. Swear to me. Where are the other drugs going? <laughs> Where are the other drugs? I don't know. <laughs> well, I don't know. <laughs> um, okay. What so, were we talking about? <laughs> We're talking about liberalism and, and socialism and stuff like that. Oh, perfect segue. Yeah. Justin. What? It's word of the day. <laughs> 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 
Go ahead and give him an explanation. If, if for the first time listeners, uh, word of the day is where Tommy gives me a word that he finds on the internet that is a very obscure word, and he tries to get me to find out my own personal Justin definition, and uh, and usually I'd say about always wrong. Do ninety eight point nine percent of the wrong. time I'm right. Right. Wrong. No. Right. Wrong. I think you got it. I think you got that wrong. No, I got that I'm right. right. <laughs> Hit me with it. Justin, <clears throat> your word mm-hmm. is latitudinarian. <laughs> I will spell it. Latitudinarian. L-A-T-I-T-U-D-I-N-A-R-I-A-N. Latitudinarian. Well, this one actually uh, it was... I didn't know if you... I did you know, I don't know Tommy? if you're aware of this, Tommy. But <clears throat> latitudinarian. Did I get it right first try? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Oh, Tommy's drinking coffee, by the way. He's, <laughs> Weird. He's not tipsy Tommy today. Uh, right. Right. <laughs> uh, lati- I wonder if he'll ever get tired of that. <laughs> yeah. Latitudinarian is, uh, it actually came into form uh, da- back when uh, map building, or building, uh, map making started to become more of uh, a fine science. And uh, by the way, that's cartography. Cartography became a fine science. And some of the early settlers in North America, um, they considered themselves latitudinarians because they would only eat vegetables on certain latitudes. <laughs> um, and it was a very hippy dippy thing, even back then. Very geographic vegans. Yeah, they were <laughs> geographic vegans. <laughs> that's a great geo vegans. Geo vegans. Um, I only eat a certain type of rock. Yeah, I only eat certain rice that's grown on a certain latitude. <laughs> Could you imagine having a restrictive diet like that? I bet. I guarantee you, there's probably somebody out there. Oh, we gotta find them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and so, yeah, that's. Per- if you're on Twitter and you're a latitudinarian, let us know. Yeah. So uh, I'm pretty sure that's right, right? No. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Yet again, you're wrong. Latitudinarian, a doctrine of liberal or open religious beliefs. So you're not kind of shunning anybody, not really accepting anything. You're just kind of open-minded about it. You're everything. kind of in the middle, in the yeah. gray zone? You've got much latitude with your beliefs. Ah. Latitude. 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 As of this recording, it's Ash Wednesday. Woo! Religion! Ooh, did you put the ashes on your forehead? Hell no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Oh, I meant to have pancakes for dinner tonight because I didn't have them last night. <gasps> Not on Mardi Gras. Not on Mardi Gras. Oh my God! I didn't realize until I was cooking dinner last night that it was until it was too late. Until I was too late. Um, yeah, that's an interesting. I like that word, latitudinarian. Maybe I could. No, I'm not. I can't consider myself that. <laughs> You're gonna start. I, I teach you a new religion. You're like that sounds good. I'm gonna take that one up. Oh, so it's only religiously? Uh, well, no. Like it's just like an openness of. Like your religious, religious well, liberties. Okay, what. then, yeah, I would consider myself that because I, I don't really follow any particular re- religion, but I'm open to most religions as long as they don't teach hurting people. Then, hey, fill your boots. But I guess that makes you a latitudinarian. Yeah. So it, go grow some kale on fucking 49th parallel or something. <laughs> Doesn't. Uh, oh, wait, that's longitude. Yeah. A longitudinarian. A long, oh, you just spat. <laughs> I did spot. You spotted. Um, but huh, so that was an interesting word. I like that word. We're down into the. Wasn't last week's an L word, too? It was. I have it right here. Lacuscular. <laughs> yeah, lacuscular. <laughs> Which was. 
of, like, or pertaining to pools. <laughs> I don't remember what I said. Captain Jean-Luc Picard, the Borg. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the cutest. <laughs> yeah. Justin, mm. minimum wage. Thoughts. Stupid. Go. Stupid. And uh, that's our episode. Yeah, well, see you guys later. <laughs> well, clear later. Big gulps, eh? Well, see you later. Um, if anybody can tell me what reference that's from, you get a. You I get still a don't know out. the reference, and we've said it so many times on the show. I, I, Every time there's an abrupt ending, you're just like, "Well, see you later." Yeah. Uh, no. Okay. <clears throat> so right now, let's just do this. Uh, I'm gonna check and see what the minimum wage is in, in Ontario, at least, or Canada. I think it's. T- I'm gonna take a guess. Eleven fifty. Uh, well, this is average Canadian dollars. Yeah, well, this is in American. Okay, all the numbers that I'm about to say are, are American ah, numbers. Fuck off. Well, that's what Wikipedia has. Mm. Um, so maybe I'll have to get a U.S. Um, uh, Canada converter. Uh, or no, oops, other way around. So in American dollars, the average. This is just average because province by province changes. Um. $8.21 an hour is the USD is the average. Are you typing in the Canadian yes, values? Yeah. Okay, so you'll you'll do that and I'll read them off. Um, what You're not typing anything. What'd Heck. you do? Ah, jeez. Uh, Ontario minimum wage, okay, is? 11.40. 11.40, yeah, okay. And that went up when? In September 20... September 2016? Yeah. I think that's what it says there. I can barely read it from here. Um, okay, so minimum wage. Yes, September it is, 2016. It is a pretty dicey topic in the modern age. Um, and to be honest, um, again, it would have been another thing when I was 18, 19, or 20, and I would have been like, I would have been, yeah, $15 minimum wage. That's great. That's fantastic. But now that I'm older, I'm like, no. That's no, a horrible because, idea. Because it usually comes... At, well, not usually. It always comes out of somebody else's pocket. Yeah. It's because that's what a lot of people don't understand is that when you have people like Bernie Sanders, that's like, I want to give everything out for free. Everything's free. This is free. That is free. The world economy cannot support that. Nothing is free, people. Like, I understand the kind of draw to both sides of the political debate. Let's forget political leaders, you know, at least in the US. Forget Trump and Hillary. They're both crazy. They were stupid. Mm-hmm. Forget Bernie also, because unfortunately, He's he is idiot. mathematically just stupid. Yeah. Like, I can't express this enough. I get it. A lot of people fall in line with his beautiful sounding ideas that are not mathemati- like mathematically sound. logical, sound. You cannot reconcile anything he promised in his campaign with what could exist in today's world is just absolutely ridiculous. Well, and, and the thing is, like, I and, and it's really frustrating when people try to argue, like, it must really bug you when people try to argue economics because it's a science. Like, one plus one equals two. That's it. You well, can't be like, yeah, one plus one equals three and a half. In an ideal world, it's like, it's a social science with a mathematical element. Mm-hmm. For most intents and purposes you cannot argue the math in economics it's really just the observation of data on wages inflation the cost of living that sort of thing and it it does bug me like it bugs me a little bit less as i get older because in the grand scheme of things other people's political decisions especially in the u.s have very little bearing 
on what I do or what happens in my life. And I'm just like, okay, you're dumb. I'll just go on <laughs> with what I'm doing and not worry about it. I, see, whereas for me, I, I find it's getting me more and more frustrated because as you become older, you're the one that, are, as an older individual, you're the one that's going to have to reap the consequences of that minimum wage. Like, yeah, if you're 17, 18, that minimum wage, 15 bucks an hour, sounds good sweet to just flip burgers. Like, that's amazing. And what'd you just do? Nothing. Keep going. <laughs> um, but to the average person who either is in a job now where that $15 an hour minimum wage increase doesn't affect their minimum wage, that's where it frustrates you because then everything else is going to go up in price. Food's going to go up in price. Clothing's going to go up in price. Uh, yeah, the only thing you're doing with minimum wage is driving up the cost of goods for an arbitrary number for that does not help the middle class because middle class people do not make minimum wage. Everyone always says we're raising the minimum wage for the middle class. The middle class people usually make $17, yeah. $20, $25. Many people who work in public service, like unionized environments, $40, $50 an hour. Yeah. It does not do anything for them. Yeah, well, The only thing you're doing is raising the wages of stupid kids pushing brooms. And honestly, like, yeah, this is this is a good segue into into regards to like how this is really going to affect like okay, yeah, Walmart, whatever, McDonald's, Burger King, they can afford to pay well, probably not even really afford to pay uh fifteen dollars an hour minimum wage to a seventeen year old. But think about the the and I know we, we just had an episode a couple day a couple weeks ago ripping on locally owned stuff, but think about the mom and pop shops that cannot afford to pay a 17 year old to work three days a week or two days a week at 15 duck buck ducks an hour <laughs> in canada uh our currency because we have a loony um it is ducks uh so waterfowl yeah <laughs> but um you know you get 15 or 16 an hour yeah <laughs> um but yeah to so the average like small business owner they cannot afford to pay that amount of money for people because I'm not. If I had my own personal business, I'm not gonna try to hire some. What, eight, what happens if you have somebody who works a couple hours a week, say out of high school, and they're like pushing brooms for seven dollars an hour, whatever, and then suddenly the government raises the minimum wage to fifteen dollars an hour, just doubling it. <laughs> Two things happen. You're like, okay, I have to get rid of you, or I'm just gonna cut your hours. That person's gonna end up making the same money. It's still gonna cost the business more anyway yeah. in the long run. It's, I just, it's ridiculous. Like it, I'm just reading here on the on the PewResearch.org. Oh, I love Pew. Yeah, um, that New York State plans to to phase in a fifteen dollar minimum wage for fast food workers over the next four years. Why? Exactly, and you know what's going to happen, and, and you know, and you know why? It's because the, these people, like a lot of McDonald's, they're even starting here, but probably in the bigger cities like Toronto, L.A., New York, all the big cities, they're going to a lot of automated stuff. And it's it's making workers worried that they're going to lose their job, so they want minimum wage up. Like an interesting article I read a few weeks ago was in, I think, China or Japan, an Asian country. Which the interesting fact to that, raising the minimum wage will actually increase the number of, of layoffs of and robots. Exactly. And uh, I don't remember if it was Japan or China. It was in an Asian country um, that a particular factory replaced... I think 60% of their workers with robots 
and their productivity went up 200% in the first month. <laughs> and what are you supposed to say to people? Yeah. Like, Because people be like, well, they destroyed people's jobs. Like, no, these people outlived their usefulness. Yeah. Like, it's extremely unfortunate. Yes, people do rely on their work. But as we've had the discussion before, I'm not the type of person that believes that working or employment is a right. No. It's a privilege. And it's a contract. It's something you enter into. It's no different than hiring a plumber to do the pipes in your house. They don't have a right to come in and demand a wage. It's like, okay, let's talk this out. If we can agree on a price, you can do the job. I'll pay you this much. Well, I want this much. Okay, let's meet somewhere in the middle. It's called negotiation and contracts, people. Well, and, and, and we kind of talked about this when they first started announcing the whole $15 minimum wage. And you brought up the, the thing that... You think that people should just there should be no minimum wage. You you get paid for how good your work is. Yeah. So if you and I started at a at a let's say a uh, factory of some sort owned by somebody, and let's say that factory had a base wage, like okay, we start our workers at X amount, ten bucks an hour, mm-hmm. and then I start slacking off. I start coming in late. And you do great work. You do twice as much work as me. You're always on time. You do overtime. You should get obviously paid more than I am. And that never happens in factory environments. No, because everybody has to get paid this the same, which is ridiculous. Yeah. In, <clears throat> in, in my perfect world, I think factory positions, you would be paid on your quota. Yeah. For every product you produce off the line, you get a percentage of it. Yeah. Then, because that is directly correlated to output. You're paid based on what you're doing, that not would, the amount of hours you spend on the line. Yeah. And that would make you put in more effort as a worker, too. Because, hey, if I can make twice as much as Jimmy over there because he's an asshole and a lazy, lazy, lazy jerk, then, yeah, I'm going to work harder and get more money than him and get more praise. And then that'll give you drive to work harder. Whereas these, like... I remember a couple of years ago when I was working at EB Games, I had a like a 17-year-old come in, drop off a resume, and I said I said the normal spiel like, well, at this time, we're not really hiring anybody, but it is always safe to keep your resume here just in case. Um, and he said to me, he's like, oh, okay, that's cool. Um, I'm just letting you know, uh, you should probably put a note on there that I won't work for any less than $15 an hour. Really? Yeah. When the hell was this? Like two years ago. What an idiot. <laughs> and I was like... Okay. And then he left and I crumpled up his resume and threw it out. (laughs) Here's the beauty of that. Even though like, I guess like, you know what the standard wage is? You know what EB is going to pay people? It's it's probably minimum wage or just above and then a sliding scale upward. Nobody is going to get $15 right out of the gate. Did he have some extraordinary experience or anything? He was just in high school. What a dipshit. Yeah. And uh, I wasn't even getting paid $15 an hour. Yeah. By the time I left EB... I think minimum wage had just gone up to eleven forty or just before, just under eleven bucks. I was getting paid twelve twenty after ten years of work. Yeah, yeah. I we're work. I'm going to be working on an episode where I tell you my horror stories from EB. <laughs> horror stories. Uh, it it could be a long. We'll make episode. it a five six parter. <laughs> yeah, it could be a long. We'll long, make it a month and a half long super series. I went through a lot of stuff with that company, and it's starting to come out there now uh, online. GameStop's. Uh... Their stock price plummeted today. Fantastic. Um, yeah. If, <laughs> Just a little side note. A little like, yeah, side note. Don't ever shop at EB Games. It's it's a horrible company. I have lots of stocks in EB. Ah, uh, f*** you, Glenn. I hate well, you. Well, you're an idiot. Yeah. Um, mind you, the people that work there are great. It's just the company as a whole is one of the worst companies in the world. Um, anyways. 
but yeah, like that, like I couldn't believe that kid did that. And then I told somebody that, and they were like, "Well, good for him. Like he's trying." And I'm like, "Yeah, that's not trying. No, he's not gonna. It, you had to pay attention to how he was saying it too. He was very condescending and very like egotistical about it. Um, and also, minimum wage wasn't even like eleven dollars yet. Yeah." And he was like ten years younger. I wonder than me. if his parents were trying to still him, like you got to go out and get and fight you, for your fight right. For your yeah. right. It's like, well, you're uneducated. You have, no work you have no experience. <laughs> get out of here. You know, when I started at EB, I was getting paid seven dollars and ninety cents. You know what? When I got my first job on the books at, so I would have been sixteen because yeah. it was legal to work, quote unquote, yeah. back then. Um, minimum wage was below six dollars, and or it was just at it was like six dollars and seven cents or something. Or student wage was? Uh I don't think I never got student wage. I just some oh, people okay. I don't remember a lot of people using the student wage. I, I did when I started no. at E B. Yeah. So my first job, minimum wage was six dollars seven cents. I was sixteen. Most certainly considered unskilled. And yet I managed to get a job that paid me ten dollars an hour. Now that was killing it back then. <laughs> but at that time <laughs> I had gotten to know the owners of the business yeah. really well kind of displayed just through hanging around with their family and stuff that oh i'm capable of doing things yeah. and it was in a metal fabrication shop it was something that was slightly dangerous in demand they needed people here's the best part there had been people that had been working there for years before me i had just come in there for one summer and I put in so much effort and so many hours that at the end of the year when they laid everybody off, I was the last person still working in that factory. <laughs> and they're like, oh, Tommy, we just, we like having you around so much. Like, we got to close down for winter. But you know what? Why don't you just, like, come work for us and, like, do renovations on our house? And we'll just pay you your regular <laughs> wage. I was like, that's awesome. And it's all because, like, I put in a lot of effort for that job. They closed down in the winters? Yeah, because metal fabrication is kind of it's just more popular in the summer. It really depends on oh, like because the contracts and yeah, and like okay. most of the work yeah. we did was outside anyway in shops. Oh, so. true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, like for all those people, like oh, I demand this wage, demand that. It's like it is possible to earn a good wage if you are a skilled, willing to do the shit that nobody else wants to yeah. do and put in the effort. Well, I remember you you telling me when you were, and that was my first job. Yeah, um, I remember you telling me when you first started um working for the college and you started you were just working like you were normally working <laughs> my starting wage at the college was ten dollars this was many years later but this was my student wage so this was considered on the lower tier and minimum wage was coming up at that time yeah, I think yeah it was yeah. Like eight dollars at that time i think two weeks into the job i went to the cfo the chief financial officer i'm like hey guess what? These other students downstairs that are just filing papers are making $12 an hour. I'm handling millions of dollars in cash. Give me a f***ing raise. <laughs> and, uh, and I remember you telling me we could get on the topic of unions too, but I remember you telling me about like you were working and, oh, yeah, and, and people the... were like, whoa, whoa, don't, don't work that hard. Like <sighs> they were telling you not to work that hard. You know, if you work that hard, like we'll have nothing for you to do. It's like, okay, so then we can like relax or we can do other things. Well, no, no, let's spread the work out and make sure it takes us all day. I was like, well, that's dumb. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, well, and, and that's another thing that I guess we could discuss too in regards to minimum wage. We could also talk about unions and how stupid unions are. Well, you want, you want to know something that actually really pissed me off about that is when I would finish all my like credit reports and finish all my accounting stuff. I would go over and help the administration students who were doing 
uh, like welcome packages for new students. And I got in shit for that. Yeah. It's because, you know, you're not in their department. You really shouldn't be helping them. It's like, really? We're one college. We're trying to educate the world. I've got a little bit of free time. I'm trying to help some students find their way around the school. And that's a bad thing. And that's the problem with modern unions. Like I get that segmented mentality pisses me off so much. It just flies counterintuitive to everything I want to do. And I've never really worked into place with a union before. So you can correct me if I'm wrong. But wouldn't doing stuff like that end up causing more like clicks and more groups of people because, oh, well, us accounters can't. absolutely does there were people there were clicks the accounting department couldn't hang out with administration but at the same time the student employees who were me and we had the administration kids and then me and accounting and another account we got along fine because we weren't a bunch of middle-aged miserable people that just had to shit on everything and complain (laughs) yeah like it's uh i've already got like eight (coughs) censor marks in this episode (laughs) well and the thing is like yeah when the unions first came around i get they're needed they were needed it's a time when like mining was that well still is a dangerous job but at the time that nobody had any rights there were no safety measures there was nothing and they're getting paid like shit yeah um but i really think modern day unions are useless especially in like the i don't like a lot of them in any industry because like the idea behind it is great again it's good to want like workers rights but i actually believe that workers can individually bargain for their rights it's called being talented yeah if you're that good at your job when you say hey i'll walk away uh it should be a moment in your employer where they think oh if they walk away we might be in some serious trouble because they're really good and we'll never be able to replace them well and then then you'll get unions like the ostrich farmer unions that like if if we go on strike and you don't want to go on strike you have to because you're in our union yeah i hate that like i remember when they went on strike and i knew teachers that were like i don't oops ostrich farmers (laughs) (laughs) i remember teachers that were like yeah i don't really want to go on strike but they had to i want to continue working oh it's because the collective mentality and i that's what i hate about collectivism is it removes people's ability to think for themselves and do what's best for them and side note their family you really want to help families out stop worrying about minimum wage and let people who want to work work yeah well and and uh and a lot of the the teachers too that didn't want to go on strike weren't really thinking about themselves they were thinking about the kids like if we're going to be on strike for a month that's a whole month that we're going to of miss school of lost, schooling. like your kids are going to be stupid and and I'm and I'm not saying like okay yeah screw teachers blah 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 but like there's good teachers and there's bad teachers but there's a disconnect there where like when you're forced to act as a group it removes the choice to have control over your life yeah. which I think is what everybody should have newsflash people should control what they do in their life <laughs> yeah and, and well and your dad's worked in construction forever and like Same how does thing. he feel of unions. Oh, for some reason, he still thinks they're like, you know, we wouldn't be good without our unions. Yeah. But every time they go on strike, you're out of a job for two weeks. Yeah, it might, my dad's like that because where he works, he's has a union too, and he's a union supporter. Um, and I'm just like, why? They waste your time, they take your money, and what do you get out of it? Nothing. Well, I was oh, well, in job security. No. I was in the bargaining unit for my union at the college, and they wanted to strike, and I had people, like, it's as disgusting 
and like gang like as you can imagine like people coming up it's like you warriors got, you, come out and play you gotta make sure that you vote with us on you know such and such a day because it's for your rights and i was like no <laughs> i would just flat out say it. it's like no i want to keep working like i'm not going to go against the union because i i was part of a bargaining unit i could not legally keep working which is stupid that's ridiculous i know it's that's i don't mind unions that are individually formed what i hate is the government being involved in them yeah i think if a whole group of workers like if a whole factory of 500 people wants to say if you don't pay us better wages we're all gonna quit yes yes that is people working together without the coercion of the government but then if the employer goes okay you're all fired Accept it because yeah. you're willing to walk well, away. You you know what happened? Uh, this isn't necessarily in ties to with um, unions and stuff, but it does tie in with like jobs. Um, is you remember a couple days ago they were doing the whole like a day without immigrants in the U.S. No, there was this big to do protest that were like is it like a walkout or something? <clears throat> yeah, whereas like we're gonna show you what it's like with no immigrants and. Uh, this guy in Kentucky, I want to say, or down south somewhere, um, he he got wind that they were gonna. Some of his workers were gonna do this, and he works for construction. He pours concrete and stuff like that. And he said to them, "He's like, okay, I'm letting you guys know if you do this and don't come to work on Monday or whatever Tuesday, um, there's a chance that you could be fired." And uh, they're like, "Okay, okay." And so they just didn't show up that day, went to the protest, and he fired them all. I mean... And then everybody's like, oh my god, you can't do that! He's like, yes, I can. I have a date I have to meet. If you're not going to be a good worker and come to work, you're fired. I've warned them ahead of time. If they're going to go and do this protest shit, then you're going to get fired. And they still did it. Yeah, and see, I like, <laughs> it's... I, I guess a lot of people would see that as insensitive. And the whole thing with me is that we... And we had this discussion uh, before about... Uh, this was many episodes ago now, probably in like before episode 10 or something, but paid holidays, mm-hmm. like government enforced paid holidays. I think it's absolutely ludicrous to force people to pay people who are not working. Yeah. If you're not working a day, you don't get paid. It's not, yeah. or, you know, some people have like their own individual work contracts that they get paid salary no matter how many hours. And that's, that's a contractual thing. If you agree to that with your employer, if you agree to healthcare benefits, I think you should be able to say, um, how about increase my wage and instead don't give me any dental benefits. I'll pay it out of pocket. The frustrating... I wish people would do more individual negotiating. Yeah, because the, the, the frustrating part that I've seen with people who work salaries, like uh, if you're a manager at EB Games, you work salary. Um, and they will yell at you if you work like 39 hours a week because you have to work at least 40. Mm-hmm. But then they will sometimes in a week, they'll throw so much crap at you that you end up working 50 60, hours a week. Yeah. And they're like, well, we can't pay you anymore. Yeah. But the minute that, like when I was there and there was a couple of times that I would work like 41 hours a week or like 40 and a half hours a week, they would yell at me because they don't want to pay me overtime because I was just a part-timer. Yeah. Um, but working full-time hours, they just didn't want to pay me a full-time wage. Well, because then you'd have, it's a whole nother can of worms with yeah. benefits and all this stuff. But like I get salary, but then I also get the frustration with salary because it's it's this whole like regardless of how much you work. It doesn't give you a demand to try and work harder because it's like the whole minimum wage thing. It's like, oh, okay, if I work, as long as I'm standing here for 12 hours, I'm going to get paid 
X amount of money. So why would I even want to do anything? That's then? why I like KPIs and like performance indicators, like metrics, because if people aren't meeting metrics, here's your contract. If you don't meet these metrics, you're fired. It's very simple. Okay, you don't like those metrics? Don't take that job. You, or at least give it a shot. You know what the really frustrating thing about EB, though, was? Is that they had metrics like that, too, for everybody, but only the managers got compensated for it. Yeah. The So if I w- had a fantastic week and I sold a bunch of warranties and I got great percentages and blah, 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 you don't blah, get any bonuses. I don't see anything out of it. Yeah. Except for I get an email that goes, good job, Justin. I don't give a f- like sorry i swore again but we're up to nine but yeah i gotta save everything the eb stuff to a whole eb episode but um no i think it's just unions and although i am i am less no i shouldn't say less i'm zero i have zero sympathy for people who take salary positions and then complain about the hours because they can't oh true they can quit and walk away they can go somewhere else it works both ways for me i have a lot of sympathy for business owners and sympathy for workers I just feel like they should be able to come together as two people and say, do you want to do this much work and make this yeah. much money? And then the worker will be, well, I think I'm more worthy of this. And then work it out. Yeah. I don't think the government needs to be involved in everything. And really, really like the my boss at the time, um, he never complained about that because yeah. he was cool. Um, now, I know that there were some managers in like the Toronto area that because they are so much more busy than us they would be there for like 14 hours a day and like be working there until two in the morning and stuff like that and they all bitched about it and stuff i'm like well then you know what when the day ends go home if the work's not done whatever and then like if they bitch at you then say well give us more hours so i can have more employees in and because that this is another thing i gotta wait for the eb episode (laughs) But yeah, like it's just, I get salary, whatever. But yeah, minimum wage, no. Like, here, I brought up a page that uh, has minimum wages for countries. Yeah, you're out of coffee. Damn. 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 Um, And again, this is all... Pop-Tarts. Damn. Um, so it, all the numbers that I'm about to read here are in the U.S. denominations. So just do your math wherever you're located and convert it well, to your current. Eighty percent of the people that listen to us are from the U.S. So yeah, it's all so fine. It'll make sense to their in their heads. So surprisingly enough, the country with the highest minimum wage as of probably 2016 um, is actually Australia. Right, right. <laughs> it's all them knives. Um, but I've also seen in Australia. They they get paid on one average. of our top five listeners. <laughs> um, really? Yeah. Oh, like cool. um, I I couldn't tell you the numbers off the top. U.S. Of it goes U.S. Canada has dropped off really far. Yeah. We were really popular among Canadians for like the first like fifteen episodes. Now it's U.S. Germany. Germany is a really? big one. Uh, Austria. Higher German fans. Australia. Uh, who else? Who else? China's making a big run for it <laughs> i didn't know we were even allowed in china but uh all i know in german is uh das Wasser. <laughs> i think it's the water that's <laughs> I, 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 I learned a little bit of german um but yeah okay so 13 dollars 13.3 dollars an hour is average across australia now that sounds right, <laughs> right that sounds a lot uh, or in aussie money um 17.70 per hour um Depends and on they're the pretty power. much on par with us. Their dollar is pretty close to ours. Um, no, it is. I oh, okay. I looked it up because there was a particular YouTuber that had they an don't album. Keep up with other countries. Yeah. Um, 
mind you, yeah, they have $17.70 an hour for them, but also everything is expensive there. Like, I remember when the PlayStation 3 came out, um, it was priced in North America um, for like 600 bucks. In Australia, it was priced almost at a thousand. <laughs> well, see, the whole problem with that is because Australia had their big to do about violent video games. Oh so yeah, their rating system. They're basically is they're basically trying to keep video games out of everybody's hands. Yeah, but they they they're the way that I I register pricing of stuff is is all video game related. I know it's so sad. Uh, well, when I was in the business for ten years, it's it's, it's lasered in my head. Because, like, right now, it really frustrates me when Americans, I when I see Americans online complain about, like, oh, this game's $59. Oh, this sucks. And then I'm like, okay, how about you come up to Canada where, before taxes, a game is $79.99. <laughs> and then after taxes, it comes to $90.39. Well, the thing is, that's probably very on par now. Like, their $59 thing is going to end up like being for us to go down there in person oh yeah It'd probably be 80 dollars. because anyway. like a box of cereal down there is like two dollars up here it's four dollars like it's food down there is ridiculously cheap comparatively speaking to us well it's like my it's like the exchange on my american payouts for every thousand dollars i make you said pesos <laughs> pesos for every thousand dollars i make in u.s because that is the denomination yeah. i accept i'm actually making an extra 250 canadian yeah and uh a, a um, but yeah, so the Aussies are number one with the highest average minimum wage, uh, according to Wikipedia. Um, and, but again, the, I don't know that because it seems like their minimum wage corresponds to the price of goods and services there. Whereas like if you all of a sudden went tomorrow, it's going to be $15 an hour. Like that, would that throw general stuff into chaos for a bit? Uh, to a certain degree, like mom and pop stores obviously the big corporations they have like whole teams dedicated to strategic macroeconomic changes so yeah they'll they'll survive yeah like walmart will just slightly increase their stuff every two weeks and like the uh, unionized environments like auto manufacturers won't like see anything because they're already paying their guys oh, like fuck. 70 talk about auto oh, okay that's not no, no. <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole other thing it's all of a can of worms i mean we could make a whole episode about unions whole episode about cars oh yeah we should uh write that down <laughs> whole episode about ostriches yeah um not ostrich farmers anymore just ostriches in general yeah, i like the bird yeah <laughs> i like the bird they're nice um and then second like okay the fr okay one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven canada is 12th on the list for minimum wage just above the u.s um, and all the countries in the top 12, top 10, are all European countries. Of course. Um, well, I think, yeah, Luxembourg is, yeah, is, yeah that's right below Australia at $13.05 an hour American. Uh, Monaco, <clears throat> obviously, uh, is only eleven fifty eight. Mm. Oh, my. Yeah. How disappointing. United Kingdom is... Um, it's um eleven dollars now, <laughs> right? right. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> San Marino. Where's San Marino? I don't know. Let's see what Wikipedia says. Oh goodness! It is. Oh, okay. It's just um right at the uh, top of the boot in in. Uh, oh, the boot in uh, Italy. Um, wait, are we talking about a, a regional minimum wage? 
Well, I don't know. This is San Marino a country? Republic of San Marino. I guess so. Yeah, officially the Republic. Of, yeah. Um, Look how uneducated we are. I know. Well, sorry, Canadian geography didn't really teach us much about San Marino. Didn't teach us anything about the world, really. No, oh, it's just fur traders, fur traders. Then New Zealand is next, of course, at ten sixty three an hour, and then Ireland. They get they get paid in pots of gold. Yeah, in 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 Blarney stones, Blarney stones, in, and, and Guinness in Vulcan Blarney stones. Uh, they, yeah, they get pints of Guinness. They get ten point four five pints of Guinness for every hour. Um, and then Belgium you got a little Scottish right yeah. at the end. And then Belgium gets paid ten dollars, ten point three one waffles. Um, <laughs> Netherlands gets paid ten eleven uh, wooden shoes. And how oh, Dutch? <laughs> and Germany, they get paid nine dollars and ninety nine cents an hour. And then Canada is eight twenty one. Um, and I'm trying to see what like a first what would be a first world country that's pretty low uh turkey no uh argentina no uh i think they're pretty much they're all, all on par pretty much yeah because then we're getting down to iran and philippines and so okay yeah they're too low um yeah like there's really if you think israel that would no, that wouldn't be japan would be a first world country right oh yeah yeah they get paid their average wage is six dollars an hour Lovely. Uh, it also depends on what the purchasing power of their money over there. True, yeah. Like, uh, Greece? Uh, don't even go there. <laughs> $4.46 an hour is their minimum wage. Yeah. American. Wow. But they really f***ed up, didn't they? They're doing real good. What, what, what happened? Like, why did they... That's another episode. Just give me the footnotes. <laughs> Just a bad financial management, essentially. Yeah. Like, horrible financial policies, government policies. Was it kind of like Russia after World War II when they just started printing way too much money and then they're... they're... More or less. There's more intricacies to it, but... Because that could be a whole other topic is like when Obama was like, uh, we're just going to raise, raise the, debt, the ceiling debt ceiling and print more money. <laughs> like, that doesn't fix problems because didn't that actually kind of hurt their dollar a bit because it just made their dollar worth less because there's just more of it? Uh, it's really up for debate. Uh, in Basically, in my mind, I'm against printing more money out of principle just for the fact that being able to arbitrarily raise the amount of money you can borrow without having to answer to anyone is ridiculous. Well, when they say like... Okay, correct me or teach me here, Mr. Economics. When they say like Canada is in... Do we have to do economics when I'm like functioning on this little sleeve? <laughs> Fine. What time do we get it at? Uh, 50? 50. Okay. Um, now, it, well, I'm going to look at more. This this Pew Research website Love article, article is... Article. Article is the real value of a $15 minimum wage depends on where you live. And it's got this interesting little uh, map here that shows you um, the demographic of like, okay, a $15 minimum wage in this location actually would qualify or in, in today's money... Or, how, do, how would you work it? Estimated real purchasing power of national $15 hour wage by metropol, uh, metro, metropolitan area. So basically, for example, like if they actually did raise uh, the minimum wage to $15 an hour in LA or yeah, in California, let's say, like southern, southeastern, western California, 
that would really only be like having a $12 minimum wage because of purchasing the price powers. of goods and yeah, because services like, and stuff. In a perfect world, you would assign everybody a single currency. For, for ease, it would be use US dollars, obviously. Mm-hmm. And then you would see what the purchasing power of each particular item or subgroup of items you can. But the problem is, <laughs> here, healthy food is, like, in Canada, healthy food is actually not as expensive as, like, people are, like, making it out to be. You can get fresh fruits and vegetables for under a dollar in almost every category. Mm-hmm. Now, in South Korea, an apple is, like, $7. <laughs> but a hamburger is, like, a dollar. Yeah, yeah. So it's, like, you got to, like adjust for the demand of individual nations and what they want and what they set the prices at and sometimes it just no matter how much you spin it it just it isn't going to work well and like looking at this the only benefits are, are damn it do you, how do you like drop my pencil again uh, Corey told me i should tie a string around it i'm starting to think i should yeah be like an old late like an old librarian uh librarian um it's interesting looking at this map though because the the beneficial places that this fifteen dollar minimum wage would be, none of the <laughs> coasts. It would be horrible on either coast, New York or L.A. Let me guess, Nebraska, Iowa, Arizona. <laughs> yeah, basically, like right. If you just took two lines and and put them right at the edge of of the Great Lakes and just drew a line straight down in that zone, is where minimum wage would actually would have be an beneficial. Effect. Yeah, everywhere else in the U.S um like new york area la uh seattle florida texas any big cities it's not really worth it everywhere else though like rural like right in the middle of like dakota it's here's my general good piece of macro economic advice that goes with this federal policies uh placed upon an entire nation are useless because they do not take into account the intricacies of certain areas what works in new york does not work in LA, definitely does not work in Nebraska. Yeah, so... uh, We got Broadway, we got Hollywood, and then we got corn. 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 Uh, (laughs) What's the minimum corn rate? (laughs) But so basically you would... You You want some cornbread, (coughs) Mr. Jangles? (laughs) Oh, you put jangles. Um, So so you're for the whole like state by state or province by province minimum wage? Sometimes I'm like straight... Well, like if... If there has to be a, a minimum wage, which it, it should seems, be, up there's to the going to province. be, yeah, it should be definitely more localized. And I would say, like, right down to the city, like district, yeah, yeah, counties, that sort of thing, because they know what their citizens can tolerate better than a province can. How many times do rural communities get overlooked in provincial, state, but, or federal districts? But I could see that eventually hurting an economy. Like, say, if, if you're had a $12 minimum wage and then Toronto had like a $20 minimum wage, everybody would move to Toronto and create a ghost town. It's like kind of like the extent of like how up my dad is from Kirkland Lake way up north. And when he was a kid, it was a mining town. He mined gold and, and stuff like that. And it was booming. And then when we were, when my brother and I were like, 10 or 11 we traveled up to kirkland lake and it was a ghost town because the mines have all closed down and everybody left so it was all just a bunch of retirees and old people um now they've recently reopened a mine so it's a little bit more booming than it used to be but could could that take into consideration like minimum wages like that could that also have a similar effect on 
local areas too like if well what i mean is basically if they set a minimum wage rate that's conducive to what's going on in alberta with inflation because of oil fields that would absolutely kill us here in ontario yeah straight up because we are not the cost of living in alberta and ontario are not on the par. same yeah so i don't see any good scenario where blanket at least federal minimum wages definitely don't make sense to me because oh, yeah, we're yeah, talking yeah. about entire nations like apart yeah, because, yeah, like Trudeau in Ottawa doesn't know what it's like to live if in Vancouver, or yeah, or Nunavut, or, or up and that's the other thing. A minimum and... wage that's conducive to Nunavut is going to be a lot low. Well, actually, that depends. Depends. Yeah, their cost of living is more. It's very. It's rural, remote, which makes like distribution very expensive well that's because canada is just so vast and so just empty in certain spots yeah and then they like it's like limited skilled labor limited places to work it's like how do you well like i've heard of people who who work like the oil sands and the oil fields up at up in alberta like you go to wendy's and to get a meal is like 30 dollars <laughs> for one person because the cost of getting shit there is so expensive and people get paid so much there. Well, I don't know what the going right now, but a bottle of Coke, say out of a vending machine on the street, usually from here anywhere to Toronto is like two dollars or just yeah. above. You go some of those other places, you're looking at four and five dollars. Yeah, it's it'd be like going to the movie. It'd be like living in a movie theater. <laughs> Your food would be the price of a movie theater food, whereas like five dollars for a bottle of pop. Uh, ten dollars for a hot dog <laughs> like it's it's like that try going to a blue jays game where the beer is oh. ten dollars <laughs> i remember we went and to... my brother got wasted on ten dollar <laughs> beer my when we went to a baseball game my brother he's like do you want anything i'm gonna go get like a beer or something i was like okay I'm um, like, just give me a water. It was like 30 degrees out in Toronto. So. I thought you were going to say it was like $30 for no, that no. bottle of water. No, he's like, he came back and he had a bottle of water, a beer for my dad and a beer for him and a bag of peanuts. And he's like, this is the most, the, he's like, this is the fucking most expensive uh, bag of peanuts I've ever had. I was like, how much was it? He's like, it was $10. And it was one bag of peanuts. When did you hear during the whole like, um, I think it was the, was it the World Juniors that was recently with the hockey? Yeah. Um, that the uh i uh, my buddy aaron told me um that he had some friends that went to a game and, and the pricing of the tickets were reasonable they were still expensive but they weren't like oh my god expensive. it's a world tournament it's yeah somewhat understandable but the, it was a couple it was a man and a lady they went and they got one beer each and a hot dog each and it cost them thirty dollars <laughs> <laughs> like that's ridiculous and i i mean like it's in demand stuff it's it's no different than when i went to blues fest last year it was True. ten dollars yeah. per beer and me and colin we we were getting diced <laughs> yeah well it, and i it, dropped i well, it was definitely over a hundred dollars in drinks and i know we complain about um like price of movie tickets and stuff here but i guess like out in australia like it's twenty dollars a ticket. I don't find movie prices like outrageous, but I just I don't enjoy the movie experience enough to no. warrant the price. And I think that's the problem with movie theaters nowadays is that there's so much shit out there that people are like, I can't justify spending fifteen dollars to go see a movie that I probably won't like. Yeah. Um, and like for certain movies that I know I'm gonna enjoy, I will go and even go I'm to like actu- a- I'm actually thinking about going to see Logan. Yeah, me too. And, and you never go to theaters. I never. And I've it, it's it's been a while for me. Well, actually, no, I went and saw a Rogue One. Um, but 
sometimes we'll go to like the IMAX in Kingston, which is a little bit more expensive. It's like $15 to $20 a ticket, but you get to pick your seat. It's a bigger screen, better sound system, and more comfy. Um, so it, it, it's worth it. It's not literally just our Cineplex theater at $15 an hour yeah. or hour. <laughs> $15 an hour. <laughs> Imagine if they paid by an hour. So if you went and saw like Watchmen, more... it's like $45. <laughs> yeah, but uh, no. well, if you want to go see Logan, let me know. I'll come with you. Are you going to the IMAX or are you just going to regular? I could just go. I, I As long as we see a 2D one, I don't want a fuck 3D. Yeah, I don't want 3D. I definitely don't want 3D. Did you hear that uh, um, Ang Lee, the guy who directed the Shitty Hulk movie, um, made a movie recently about a returning war veteran in PTSD, which is whatever, Um, but he filmed it in 120 frames per second, and only in the US there was only two movie theaters that you could even really get the full experience. Oh, man. (laughs) Why? And then they wondered why it failed. (laughs) Uh, make movies accessible <laughs> yeah because like the trenton theater can't sh- can't show movies at 120 frames like per second. Lo- logan's gonna do great even though it's like it's probably gonna be a hard r rating probably, oh yeah it is. probably it not is. for the nudity and stuff but no, like violence yeah, yeah violence blood gore but it's it's still like it's his last movie 17 years in the role it's it's gonna do well Yeah, like i wonder if it's even 3d i don't think it should be um, it would be unnecessary just make one good decent film and like are you looking up at the cineplex yeah yeah yeah. uh i'd be down to see it i like i'm it's like the one i've i don't know i like x-men but i've never been excited about their movies coming out because like i know what i'm getting into well and i find this particular um logan movie is just kind of poignant because this is last one it's his it's patrick stewart's last movie yeah he's he's the only person that's been logan and we love him like even people gave him shit when he first became logan because oh he's too fucking tall and he's australian but like he made the character his own yeah in in it in i don't know but there's still you know there's, no, there's still... no show times yet it's way too early really it's not out until friday i know but it, you think they'd have like just the the schedule up at least oh i'll check i'll check again no, but I, fi- I find it interesting because they're still kind of leaving it on the table that he said, you know, he the, come the one role he would ever do is if they ever managed to get the rights between Disney and Fox to come together oh. for an Avengers movie. Imagine so. that. That would just... Well, hey, Everybody's that would be minds. the only saving grace for me to ever enjoy an Avengers movie. <laughs> so out of the superhero movie genre, you were more of a uh, an X-Men movie genre fan than like a MCU? Um not necessarily that they were better made movies but this you got more enjoyment out of them uh of all the comic book characters i enjoyed like my my two big things when i was a kid were superman i wasn't even a big fan of batman superman and x-men yeah predominantly wolverine and gambit and other than that i didn't i didn't care for captain america you know my thoughts on the whole Thor universe. It's like, just rip it straight out of mythology and call it a comic book. I know. <laughs> I like the Thor movies. Though. I don't like the Hulk. I don't, yeah, I don't like anything. Like, I'm not crazy about Iron Man. The concept is cool, but... It, it, I don't know. It's overplayed for me. It's like, it's just too many years of the same thing. And then people will be like, well, Hugh Jackman is Wolverine. It's like, but he's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, it's not in 3D. Um, and it's actually an 18A movie. Oh, yeah, because we don't have R. Yeah, we don't have we don't R have in Canada. R. We have 18A, which is... We have is... weird ratings. We but, have one for every year. We have like 7, 8, but, 9 but, plus, 9 PG plus R. But in Canada, even a 14A in Canada is rated R in the US. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, right now they just have two show times. Our ratings have nice little Canadian maple leaves around. Oh, they do, yeah. Super cool. Uh, they only have 7 p.m. and 10.10. But it doesn't come out until Friday. I'll be straight up. I probably wouldn't want to see it on Friday. No, 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 no. How about Sunday? Yes, I can do that. Okay. Uh, that's right, right people sort of, let's let's wrangle people up. this episode's gonna come out after we've already gone oh, <laughs> so if you're listening to this we probably went yesterday yeah and it was probably amazing um it's probably i mean today is monday and uh, we yeah. enjoyed the show this is monday the what <laughs> the um um the um uh give me a second here i just i'm so Frazzled with uh, the time. You have a quicker calendar than me. Uh, it will be Monday the 6th. Oh, this Monday. Today is Monday uh, the 6th. Monday the 6th was amazing. Tommy and I it went. It is amazing. It is, is amazing. amazing. <laughs> uh, Tommy and I went and saw Logan last night. It was fantastic. <laughs> um, yeah, it was it was bloody as heck. No spoilers, though. We don't want to spoil it for anybody. <laughs> <laughs> but there was claws going shnink, shnink. There was Logan going rah, rah. There was sad music yeah. and upbeat music. Old, old, old there were, Patrick there, Stewart. There were were scenes whoa those scenes <laughs> those scenes those scenes you remember that scene oh remember the scene with the guy and the with thing that thing oh and he cut the guy oh, the, oh my with the, the snickety snick oh it was amazing <laughs> um and uh huge was was a huge hugh jackman is that his name he's a new up-and-comer uh, no no i believe it's pronounced hug jackman hug jackman hug jackman hug jackman <laughs> yeah i think he's australian or new zealander or I forget, but uh, yeah, Roy. He, Roy. I've got claws. That's <laughs> yeah. not a claw. This is a claw. <laughs> Interesting fact, though, and I know you, I know you probably know this. Um, in before the X Men animated series came out on TV, they used to do like straight to VHS uh, X Men cartoon movies, and the original voice of of Logan or X or Wolverine was done by an Australian, <laughs> and so yeah. he was like, Roy. <laughs> and he was in his like burnt orange yellow outfit not his blue and yeah yellow. the more brown looking mm-hmm. piece of crud. i used to have, i'm pretty sure i probably still have one of the vhs's lying around if so i'll take a picture of it and put it up on our twitter um but yeah okay so we, yeah the movie was great it's yeah great. did you prefer going to the 7 p.m show or the 10 10 p.m show is that on the sunday of yesterday uh well it it was only those were our only options when we were checking the tickets and not stuff. today because we today, already no, went because we already went <laughs> and it was great with the scenes and stuff uh yeah <laughs> those scenes though they were good they were bloody yeah yeah it was a movie yeah <laughs> <laughs> brain sandwich is produced and edited by us tommy and justin if you want to hear more episodes, check out our website at brainsamich.com. That's brain, S-A-M-I-C-H.com. You'll be able to find links to our social pages such as Twitter and Facebook. So come say hi. We always reply. Also, remember to give us a review on iTunes. It helps out the show a lot and we really appreciate it. Lastly, if you want to listen to special unaired or hidden episodes of Brain Sandwich, you can sign up for our free mailing list on our site. We'll also be giving away exclusive perks and rewards. 